Let's refine your beauty IQ with help from the most credible and relevant industry leaders and resources. We'll help uncover the answers to your most commonly asked questions, tie them up with a pretty bow, and serve them up on a silver platter. I'm Annie Thurston, board-certified aesthetics nurse injector. And I'm Jenna Irby, licensed esthetician. Welcome Welcome to to Charm Charm School. Hey, guys. Welcome to Charm School. It's another Back to Basics episode with myself, Annie and the Bajent. Yeah. Hello. We're loving this new format, actually. I am you know, vibing. I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, totally. I like it. We're having themed back to basics. And this theme or through line, I should say, that we're going to be talking about is them angles. Yes, because aesthetics is all about them angles. Them angles. angles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good photos <laughs> are about angles, you know. Lighting, yep. makeup, Lights and skincare. Yes. It's all about the angles. It's all about this illusion, right? So I'm going to be talking about a service called Brow Lamination. Mm-hmm. And Annie's going to be talking about jawline rejuvenation. Jawline so rejuvenation. It's going to be a little bit of Kybella, a little bit of filler, a little chin filler. Yes. Yeah, all the things. So exciting. Jawline is one of my favorite things ever. Why do we love that so much? I don't know. It's just like this. It just chisels you. It just lifts you up to the gods. Let me tell you why. Tell us about that. You know, aesthetics, like injecting has come so far. You know, we used to like fill lines, right? Right. And you have to look at your face as like the structure of a house where it's like that is the framework. And you have to have, you know, your cheeks need to be at a certain proportion, your jawline needs to be at a certain proportion for the lights and shadows to kind of reflect off of that. Yeah. If those things, if you don't have, you know, any recessed bone and, you know, everything is strong, you're not probably even going to notice things like nasolabial folds. You're not even going to notice things like tear troughs because everything's already in its adequate position. Right. So that's why treating those areas first, cheeks, jawline, chin, making sure that the portions of the face are appropriate um, makes the biggest difference in how you look versus you're saying just filling in lines and like a little corner of your mouth with a little filler because you know things can get while that can be appropriate in some patients after the other things are filled um, if that is filled initially and nothing else is the proportions of the face can become out of whack where somebody might have like a monkey appearance or they might look you know just puffy yeah Yeah. and and really adding volume to an area where we don't really necessarily even want volume it's like that's the problem why are we adding more volume to the problem but add volume to the cause of the problem Mm -hmm. sure you know sure i love that Yeah. yeah that's very smart yeah, contouring, highlighting, shadows. I mean, that all goes back to even makeup contouring, right? Like I used to do makeup. Totally. I don't offer that anymore. But when I did makeup, like that's literally all that it's about. It's placing the appropriate oh, yeah. shadows, appropriate highlights where they need to go so that you look as lifted and as youthful as possible. So that is what filler has the ability to do these yeah. days. It's yeah. pretty fascinating. It's amazing. I mean, it really can help to mimic, you know, bone loss and um, and just rebuild something that maybe wasn't even there to begin with. So, and I also feel like as we age, our face kind of melts and this is not technical at all because I, hello, I'm the consumer perspective, but (laughs) I feel like when your face melts, it all kind of ends up down at your jawline. And so if you're able to kind of help camouflage that area with some additional filler, I don't, maybe that's completely false. No, it's exactly accurate, actually. Um, You know, things, gravity is real. And so, you know, we're born with fat pads in our face and we have muscle in our face, of course, nerves, ligaments, bones, and 
those things begin to deteriorate a little bit and they begin to break down. So some of the most common areas for bone loss are, you know, what we call the pre-jowl area, which is kind of near um, your chin. So it's almost in between, I would say it's like the just outside of your chin area. If you're touching that, like between your jaw, um, that is really, really common for a breakdown. Um, the fat pads in the cheeks also get a lot smaller. So those begin to descend downward, which then results in a drop and formation of a jowl. Um, yep. I will say when I was younger, my round cheeks, I was not here for it. But yeah. as I've aged, oh, I'm like, yeah. yes. Oh, cheeks are everything. literally like saving a life right oh, now. Oh, yeah. cheeks are, I mean, cheeks for change. So if Let you're younger you. and you have like a little like cheeks for, <laughs> cheeks for change. Cheeks for president. Another okay. one of those Annieisms. <laughs> but seriously, if you're like, oh, my face is so round, my cheeks are so big, girl, it's going to help you when you Bless are older. That. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, that's a really common fear too with people is that if they get cheek filler, that they're going to look overdone or that their cheeks will look bigger. But it's actually seems counterintuitive, but I actually adding volume, it can make things look smaller, which is what we do in the jawline too. Right. So when you're adding more volume and making, you know, those more straight lines, um, that can really help with how you age. Um, well, when people come to see you, I'm assuming that they're like, I, they're not like, I want che- jawline filler. Like they're probably yeah. coming for like yeah. Botox or lips or mm-hmm. maybe I feel cheeks. Old or I'm aging. Yeah. How yeah. Can, like, what do you see do people, on my face? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do people get surprised? They're like, oh, like, let's add a little bit of filler to your jawline. Are they like, oh, okay. You know, I think sometimes they are. People are becoming definitely more um, you know, wise to things on social media. But um, yeah, it's again, it goes back to my consultation and looking at their face. I like to look at the face, at, you know, with a global approach because I have to look at the entire aging process of your entire face and all of your proportions and all of your angles. And during my consultation, I'll have patients make lots of faces and lots of, you know, animations and things like that because it's just everyone is so different. It is. It's true. Yeah. And it, speaking of angles, like even when you've done my Botox or Dysport, like the left side of my face age is different. Mm-hmm. And I'm very aware of that. And I sleep on the left side of my face and the sun's hitting the left side of my face. So like I have you tweak my left brow a little bit. Yeah. And speaking of brows, like your eyebrows literally can set, set the stage and like the foundation for your entire face sometimes. Yes. So literally like having your eyebrows done appropriately can make Change you look 10 your years face. younger. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. And again, it mm-hmm. goes back to the the highlighting and the contouring where the shadows are supposed to be. And so it does take a, a cumulative approach and like truly a village of a beauty squad to like help you yeah. get to this ultimate totally. goal, right? It's like, do you have your microblading artist who's doing your um, eyebrow strokes? Mm-hmm. And do you have that person doing your waxing? And it's like- right. A it's, village, people. It, it takes a, a village. village to be a girl. And don't Every feel, over, don't feel overwhelmed. It's like people, it's like one of those things too where it's like, oh, this pursuit of perfection can be a little daunting for sure. Right. But it's just making you aware of shadows and highlights really do set the youthfulness right. of the face. And to, you know, your point with the eyebrows, one of the age-related processes that we see is that there is actually a widening of the eye socket. So those orbital bones, like they mm. actually become more wide. Like it's so because the bones deteriorate, right? Deteriorate. And so <laughs> the way that the brows can lie are affected by that sometimes sure. because they don't have that structure right. to be supported by. And yeah. so yeah, restructuring the eyebrows is huge. Huge. It literally is huge. Huge. Which brings me to talking about brow lamination. Yeah. Um, so I've always done 
brow waxing. I used to do body waxing, but I kind of decided to not do <laughs> not. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, brow waxing, I've always been super into. It's just like such a beautiful, a beautiful way to enhance the face and just mm-hmm. make somebody look more well-rested and younger and youthful. And brow lamination is kind of like one of the newer, newer, trendy, trendy sure. options mm-hmm. available. And everyone wants those fluffy brows. Like those I need caterpillar I, I've eyebrows. I've never had those damn brows. I, I really need to get some micro. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like myself. most people actually have really nice brow hairs, but they're not positioned where we want them. Right. So the lamination literally allows us to utilize a systematic process and steps um, to place the hairs where we want them to go. It's essentially like a hair relaxing, hair straightening service that. Mm-hmm let's us set the hairs where we want them to go. So right. most people want that kind of fluffy lifted look. So we're lifting the eyebrow hair in a position that is more aesthetically pleasing and gives us that youthful lifted look. And how long does that usually last for someone? So I would say you should not be doing it before that six to eight week mark. If okay. you have really like resilient, thicker hair, you could probably do it at the six week mark. But I think for safety measures, because it is a chemical that's being used on the eyebrow and we want to keep that hair structure and integrity and um, don't want to cause breakage or anything like that. I think doing it before the eight week mark could potentially cause a problem for some. So I think every, every eight weeks is a good safe, safe rule, but yeah, it's great to partner with waxing. You can do tinting with it. Sometimes even just adding an eyebrow tint just Mm -hmm. to kind of Dye the baby hairs. Yeah, exactly. people have the hair, but they don't have the pigment in it, the hair. Yep. And uh-huh. even just like making, because I'm a blonde and I will make my eyebrow hairs like kind of like a lightish to even darkish brown mm-hmm. because I like that look. Right. But because it gives me more structure, it's more definition, it's more and contrast. It yeah. It's more contrast. It's like having like that high contrast because it gives more definition. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, brow lamination, I'm loving. I think for some people who are curious about doing microblading versus brow lamination, for some, I think brow lamination um, can appease them and not have them have to do microblading anymore because it's making their eyebrows look bigger. So that maybe they don't need to actually have those superficial hair strokes. Um, That's a good option too. But Mm -hmm. also microblading is amazing because it makes your actual eyebrows look bigger by actual hair blade strokes. Yeah, it looks amazing. Which I do not offer. I don't offer microblading, but I have awesome referrals for those that do. But it's such a complimentary option. So can someone come to you and get a facial and then have their brows done after? Is that something? Uh, Waxing for some, yes. As far, depending upon the person, if I know their skin, I know that their response will be favorable. Yes, I can do waxing with facials sometimes. Some people cannot do that. It's just dependent upon the person. As far as brow lamination, really, I would say you should separate those services. You should not be doing a facial and a brow lamination in the same day unless you're coming in for like a quickie dermaplaning, maybe a facial mask. Potentially, you could have the brow lamination, but in a picture perfect world, you'd be doing those separate of one another. How long does it take? It's about at no more than four, 30 to 45 minutes. Oh, okay. So that's pretty quick. Because most people, though, are also getting waxing, maybe tinting. Okay. If you're just getting the lamination only, I would say 30 minutes tops. Cool. How much does it cost usually on average? So I charge $99 for it. Cool. Um, I think depending upon where you live, that can be of upwards to $200. Mm-hmm. Um, what's unique to us is that we offer the service as like an all-inclusive. So you're coming in for brow lamination, 
But also, if you want us to wax you and tint you, if it's appropriate for you, and we know that your skin can tolerate all three services, we can enhance the lamination by also offering waxing and tint if that's a good fit for you. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, it's amazing. And again, it all goes back to contouring, highlighting, like the appropriate shadows where we want them to be, that lifting. It's mm-hmm. all about the mangles. Totally. Is there anybody that you would say is not a good candidate for it? If you have super thin, um, fine hairs, not that you can't do it if you have fine hairs, because I have fine hairs too. But if you're somebody who um, is hypersensitive or like there's just barely any hair and it would cause breakage, potentially not the best option. Maybe you're a better fit for actually getting microblading so you can actually create more visual hairs. Right. Yeah. How would someone, I mean, is that something you do a consultation on? Yeah. So like when I have my clients come for their facials, they ask me about brow lamination. So I can just look at their eyebrows like while they're there. Or if they're not a facial client, we can look at that when you come in or shoot me a picture or whatever. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I think most people are a fit for it. It's it's just the one you I can't guess, laminate what's not there. Yeah, so if exactly. you don't have a hair to yeah, move. Yeah, exactly. And it's like I want to be realistic with your expectations. Like I right. have a pretty bold brow. So if you see my eyebrows, they might not look like your eyebrows once I'm done with them. You know what right. I mean? So you might be a better fit for microblading and then we can laminate you. So yeah. it's just setting proper expectations. Is there like aftercare with it where you have to be careful of like going in water or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so for the first time? 24 hours, you can not get them wet. So okay. no working out that day. Don't plan on going in a jacuzzi. Don't take a shower that night. So yeah, a good 24 hours of not getting them wet. I send my clients home with a special oil to kind of massage into the hairs. I also give them a nice Opalex like treatment conditioner they can yeah. use once or twice a week. So it's treating it like you would treat your hair, yeah, right? Like you want the integrity of that hair structure to be strong and we are using a chemical process on your eyebrows. So you want to keep them healthy. Totally. Yeah. Cool. Well, back to jawlines, because I feel like I have a couple more questions for you. I mean, the ones that you were just kind of asking Jenna, we could ask the same thing about the jawline filler. Um, What products do you typically use for jawline? Yeah. So, you know, it depends on um, the patient's anatomy. So, I would say the most common things we do for jawline augmentations are going to be Kybella, which is helpful for the destruction of fat. So it actually destroys the double chin. So if it's an excess of extra fat and not extra skin, because mm-hmm. extra skin is not the same as extra fat. It works on extra fat. Um, that is very common. And then we also have uh, Voluma. So Voluma is actually now on label um, to be injected into the chin which is really cool. So if somebody has like a weak chin complex, we can use it there to give them more projection of their chin. Um, and then off label, we can also use, you know, for the the back part of your jaw, if you're a good candidate for that, if for the pre-jowl sulcus, for the marionette lines. Um, but those are the most common. I usually use hyaluronic acid fillers. But what you're saying, though, is that Kybella and filler are two very separate products. Kybella is being used for a different purpose, whereas filler is then enhancing what you're trying to create. Right. So Kybella is used more for kind of taking volume away. So if somebody say they had an amazing jawline, right, they have like amazing bone structure, but there's a little bit of excess fat underneath that's a great patient for Kybella because I can just take that extra double chin out. Um, If it's somebody that has weakened bones, you know, or a weak chin, I would actually advocate for them to do filler first because that way 
you know, we can really rebuild that structure. They may not even feel like they need Kybella after that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So Kybella, when you, what does the treatment look like? I guess. Yeah. So both treatments, I mean, with any, anytime you have a needle in your skin, you can have a little bit of healing. Um, Kybella is interesting because the way that it actually works is it is making the fat cells, um, create this process of, of inflammation. So they get bigger until they get to the point of rupturing and then your body naturally eliminates them. So during that period, while you are inflamed, you kind of look like a bullfrog for a couple of days, um, which is, not the best, but <laughs> yeah. hey, it works. I mean, I did Kybella. I didn't think the downtime, I mean, everybody's very different. I would say some people complain of feeling like they themselves feel like they're swollen for up to two weeks, um, which you feel, you know, activity in that area for sure of the product working. But I would say the max of my healing kind of happened within the first three days. With these masks I mean, and like gator masks, it's like the perfect that. time to oh, do it. Uh-huh. Seriously. Like there's yeah. never been a better time to <laughs> hide anything to your face. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> so. And um, is it painful? Um, Kybella? No, it's, you know, it, it's, it's active. So you can kind of feel a little bit of a burning sensation upon injection, but that really subsides very quickly before you even leave the office. Um, you know, with jawline filler, we also use a topical numbing agent. So that is something that people are very, very comfortable for as well. Mm-hmm. We love that. Um, Numbing cream. Yes, we do. But you can't <laughs> use the numbing cream for Kybella. You know, you could. However, I do not because there have been some studies saying that if you use lidocaine with Kybella, the swelling can be prolonged. Mm-hmm. And so obviously, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. The other thing is I don't feel like numbing cream helps. Yeah, because the burning with the burn. Is, yeah, it's internal. In, yeah. So, you know. If Unnecessary. You, yeah. And the, the needle going into the skin in the fat is far more comfortable, actually, than like skin on or needle with, you know, a bone like butter. because yeah. it's going yeah, into it slides butter. right in. <laughs> exactly. You know what plane you're in. It slides right in. You're in. Love that. Yeah. What else do you have? Cost. Cost. Oh, Lord. So it varies <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, Kybella's going, everybody's different with how many treatments that they need. So Kybella, you know, I have seen some patients do up to three in the studies. Some patients did up to six. I've never seen that in our practice, but, um, you know, each treatment is about 1200. You'll get a measurable difference after every single time that you do it. Um, and so you, maybe that person that only does one, but you may be somebody that does three. So I would do you say ever not see a difference? Is there anybody who was like, you do it and you're like, Oh, I don't think I've ever had anybody that didn't see a difference. The to thing, me, oh, go ahead. Uh, the thing I feel like with Kybella that is a little bit tricky is that the it's fat is always a lifestyle change right. too. And so uh, while you're permanently destroying the fat cells, the fat cells that remain, if you're not keeping up an active diet right. and lifestyle, like those can, it still may not ex- be as obvious yeah. like your transformation. Yeah, it's kind of like cool sculpting. I think a lot exactly. of cool sculpting places actually have policies where if you gain with more than like four pounds or something by the time that your last treatment happened, mm-hmm. that your results aren't guaranteed because yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, totally. But most people, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing what yeah, Kybella the, can do. Before and afters are really cool. Yeah, and, and you know. Side note, always try to, um, you know, underdo it because if you try to take out too much fat, that can be very problematic. So be happy with 
the changes that you get and don't try to shoot for the moon. It's kind of like if you're trying to shoot for perfection with anything, with any injectable, it can get really bad really fast. And I feel like the other thing that you really have to be conscientious about that you also touched on was the difference between uh, fat and saggy skin because Mm -hmm. that can Mm -hmm. very quickly go the wrong way. Yeah, it's always difficult. You know, when I have patients that come in that might be in their 60s that think that they're a good candidate for Kybella and you know, really, they're probably better suited for jawline filler, if any of the two, because we can kind of help with that bone loss. But, you know, the average age for a facelift is usually about 58. So, Dang. you know, and some people do that before and some people do that. I'll be there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll be holding my Sew hand. it up high. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't do anything with loose skin. And it, it does kind of help to give a bit of a tightening effect in the skin, but only when you're using it, you know, to subtract the fat. So it's not measurable. And by the time, like in that scenario, you would have to use so many vials. It's like, okay, well, maybe we should be looking into surgery options. Now. Yeah. And yeah, because I mean, they would get so much more of a measurable change. It really has to do with, you know, the neck skin. If it's loose skin, you, know, you can think of that as like a a bed sheet. I mean, they have to redrape that on your face basically and kind of pull that back up. There's no amount of fat right, yeah. taking out yeah. that is going to help that. The yeah. skin's still going to be saggy. So yeah, that's good info. Yeah. I think on an upcoming episode when we have guests on in the future, we should have facial plastic surgery. Oh, 100%. 100%. Talk about yeah. for days. The draping. Yeah. Yes. The redrape. Draping. Redrape. <laughs> Please. Speaking of drapes, aren't brows basically like the drapes for the eyes? I, oh, hey. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They are. Kind of like your eyelashes, too. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Maybe it's, yeah, it's I don't know. the whole eyeball. There's, yeah. there's something there, I feel like. <laughs> the soles in the eye. Yes. Well, yeah. It's, it's them angles like we're talking about. It really is. Yeah. It's. I feel like we got in really deep on the Kybella, but I feel like we only briefly touched on the jawline yeah. area. Um, is it painful? When no. Injecting? So, I mean, again, the numbing cream is superior at my practice. Scream <laughs> <laughs> it from the rooftops. No, but um, no, most patients, I mean, complain of little to no discomfort at all. Um, it's it's actually pretty quick. You know, I a lot of times I use something that's called a cannula, which is a needle where I can access several different points in the face with only having to poke the skin once, um, which is a lot more comfortable for patients too. And how many syringes of product do you typically use? Everyone's different. Um, I would say, you know, if if somebody's looking for more like chin projection where they just want a little bit more of the chin to come outward, um, you know, usually between one and two syringes is usually adequate. Um, If it's like a full jawline rejuvenation, I mean, it could be four syringes. It could be more than that. Um, Most people I would say are between that two and four zone. Um, and oftentimes, you know, I, I've said this before, but I like doing things in baby steps. So mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll do two, let it sit, let it stimulate some collagen. And then we end up adding more if we need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, mm. learning mm-hmm. so many. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Delicious. But you can do so many things with the jawline too. And something I want to note also that I'm seeing on Instagram is that, you know, you really want to be mindful of respecting female versus male anatomy. And there's a lot of jawlines I'm starting to see that are becoming very angular Mm -hmm. on females. Mm. And that's okay, but it can sometimes be a dead giveaway that it's fake, you know, because it just looks a little harsh on their faces. A little too chiseled. Yeah, like a little too much. So just easy as it's good. I feel like it's kind of the 
the trend right now. It that is. That angular It is. Look, the Bella Hadid. Sharp. Yeah. I was uh-huh. thinking of Haley. Yes. Oh, yes. Haley. Queen. Her. Yeah, they <laughs> but, might be Haley. But I, I think when you're at that age, though, you can pull those things off. I think when you start to get into like your mid-30s, 40s, those types of overdone looks can actually make you look harsher and older. Totally. But when you're like living your best life in your 20s, like it looks kind of fabulous yeah. and, you know, but it's not a good look as you get older. Right. You kind of want a little bit more cushion, you know? Yeah. And actually this brings me to a, a question that um, some people talk about, which is the buckle fat pad removal. Mm. So m- removing cheek fat. Oh. Some people want that look of looking more chiseled. I would no. not advocate to do that because exactly to your point, when you yeah. get older, you will look skeletal. Yes. So don't do that unless you are the right candidate and you meet with a facial plastic surgeon to do that. That's a really good point. And just Kybella can't be used in that area, I would assume. No, I mean, I don't use it there. No, there are, you know, we've kind of played around with using it in the jowls for some people on a very moderate, you know, mild jowl and it can help, but um, it's it's not the best. Yeah. It's the best under the chin, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where, where it was designed for. Exactly. Yeah, on label. Yeah. Perf. What else? I don't Any know. I'm ready for you to inject my whole face. I, I know. know. These episodes. And to do the brows. I know. I know. Please like, do my okay. brows now. When are we doing this? <laughs> yes. Well, Numb good thing up. we have New each face, other. New face, who this? I know. <laughs> yeah, Thank exactly. God for you guys. Well, I loved this episode. Me I think, too. So fun. I think we hit the nail on the head with talking about the angles and contouring and highlighting. Yeah, and if you guys have any other questions about this, please definitely hit us up. Um, we'll, you know, put some info on the blog stuff too. And yeah. Um, yeah, what's your info for people to schedule with you? So you can hit me up at in, on Instagram at esthetician underscore Jenna and at skinfitaesthetics skinfitaz.com. I feel like that's Perfect. also a good place to see before and afters of brows and stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. and our way. highlight bubbles. Mm-hmm. We have a whole brow bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Just if you want to know what it looks like. Totally. And Annie, how about you? You can find me. Um, our practice is at skincharm.com. And then my Instagram is at Nurse Annabelle. And then we also have at skin.charm for the clinics. So. And both places are great to find before and afters of those jaws. Yes. yes. All the things. Lips, yeah. jaws, cheeks. Right. Botox. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining, guys. Class dismissed. Thanks for tuning into that last episode. Make sure to stay connected with us. Go to wherever you download your favorite podcast to subscribe to Charm School and be the first to know when our newest episode is released. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Charm School Podcast. In addition, you can check out our personal Instagram accounts at Nurse Annabelle and at Esthetician Jenna. Also peep our blog at charmschoolpodcast.com. Hashtag welcome Welcome to to Charm Charm School. school.